0: And I have she won. I have oh my gosh, it's I have taken she won. As she one should be. Oh
1: this, that is this is a family show. For now we'll be moving on to the K-drama section of this episode. And I'll be I will be joined by authors, Chi Rodriguez and J E Tria. Hi Chi, hi Jay. Hello. Where are you? There you are. <laughs> Again, we'll be doing definition of terms first. So K-dramas are television series in the Korean language created and produced in South Korea. Usually K-dramas run for only one season, usually, and have a fixed number of episodes that typically run from 16 to 20 episodes. They have so far included or explored various genres through the years, including rom-coms, crime, suspense thrillers, revenge dramas, as well as those focusing on historical figures and medical professionals. Please introduce yourself. Tell us what got you into K-drama and which of your books and or characters have been inspired by the K-dramas you have seen. We'll start with G and then Jay.
2: Hi, my name is Chi. Uh, I'm a Filipino author who writes mostly romance in English and I've been consuming K-pop and K-dramas. Since I was five years old, <laughs> 20 years ago, <laughs> in the year 2000, since I'm only 25, <laughs> K-pop and K-dramas, because life is hard and we love escapism in this house. I won't be able to touch on my, my K-pop background because this is the K-drama segment, but if you wanna hear me talk about it more, I, I talked about it in our previous podcast episode, which was about fanfic, somewhere here in our YouTube channel or Eventually, in Spotify, I think. Yeah, and my first K-dramas were very angsty. So I started out with the ones that my mom was watching back then, which were Endless Love, Autumn in My Heart, if if you guys remember that, which was Bae Yongzun. Ah, no, 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 uh, Song Uh, And then stuff like Winter Sonata, Stairway to Heaven, and then eventually the K-dramas also evolved. To include more comedic elements, so most of the stuff that I really like came out then, like My Love Patsy, Full House, My Girl, My Name is Kim Sam Soon. But I really got into it, as in, in terms of getting more creative with, with how I, I engage in my K-dramas when, during the Coffee Prince era. It influenced me a lot at the time. I wrote a lot of between the lines type of fanfic which was based on how the actors were interacting with each other and also, I guess, their characters in Coffee Prince. I was part of the fan... I had a nickname. <laughs> I had a nickname in the Coffee Prince pa- fandom because I was making videos and charts and, and graphs connecting the dots of their interactions. I, it's, it was wild uh, during the Coffee, coffee Prince Era like they they call me Nancy Yu, as in Nancy Drew, but you because Gong you and stuff like that. Uh, so that's where I really got it got into you uh being influenced by K drama in my my creative work. And it's not really that direct in my current work, but it it still plays into it. I don't write that much angst anymore. We have moved on from that, but. Yeah, I I, I think we're going to talk more about how it has influenced our work later. So for now, that's it for me. Thank you, Nancy Yu. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know that. I didn't know that part about you. I have videos on YouTube. If you search Nancy Yu, they're going to fall.
0: The videos have <laughs> a lot of views, okay?
2: If she showed I have, me... Yep. Yes, video. I have... I have a Gong you fan video that's like... I don't know. I think it crossed 2 million views or something. I don't know. I can't remember it But yeah. It's a
3: lot
0: of views. You showed yes. it me one time. Yes.
2: Was, like, it wasn't a thing yet before to be earning from your,
0: <laughs> yeah, your views. Yeah. So
2: we didn't do that. But yeah, when, it's there. When you were five, yeah. Yes. <laughs> okay. Thank you, Chi.
1: Now, we'll, we'll move on to Jay. Hello. So, I, I'm Jay.
0: I'm a Filipino author. I write romance in English. And I enjoy watching K-dramas. So, in terms of K-dramas, my, my foray into it was actually a Korean movie called My Sassy Girl in 2001. So, that's the first thing that I was able to consume, uh, Jun ji and cha It was a romance, a romantic comedy And I really enjoyed that. Uh, After that, I started consuming K-dramas. I also watched the angsty ones that she mentioned, The Endless Loves, uh, The Winter Sonatas. And I I remember distinctly being able to watch The Endless Love in Tagalog dub because I remember them as Jenny and Johnny. So that that was great. But I also eventually enjoyed more of the romantic comedy type of K dramas such as Full House, which was Song Ye Kyo, and Rain, and My Girl, which is super classic, Idahe and Idonguk. So that's still, those are still things that I, I haven't watched them in a long time, so I don't know if they, if they stand the test of time. But I remember My Girl being really a good uh, K drama. So, and I think we'll be talking about it more in detail later, how we were influenced by K-dramas when we were when we write now. Uh, generally, the themes that I was able to see and like in K-dramas and themes and my personal response to the themes that are uh visible in K-dramas influence my writing. Specifically, I may have written a couple of things with certain K-drama people in mind or in response to my feelings, (laughs) overflow of my feelings from K-dramas that I really, really enjoyed. Because recently when I enjoy a K-drama, I don't stop watching it after the the first cycle. So I usually have to watch it a few more times. And then even then, the feelings somehow still need a place to go. So I kind of, I may have written some things. I may have.
2: I just checked my Gong Yu video. It has 6.3 million views. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> anyway, oh my carry God.
0: on.
1: <laughs> That's a lot. All right. So, Jay, you have to talk about that later, okay? <laughs> the thing that you wrote.
2: <laughs> yes, please expose yourself.
1: No, I you really yeah. okay?
2: <laughs> I mean, if you want to. Like... But I already exposed you
1: anyway. <laughs> yeah, but okay. I think it's in my notes.
0: Anyways, I will have to just, I know, uh, commit to what I've written
1: to my notes. Okay, okay. So my first k drama, I like Chi and J. I have been, I have also watched the the sonat, the Winter Sonatas, the the endless love. Actually, the endless love things, except the one bin one. I don't know why I have not seen that but anyway, I have seen Stairway to Heaven and also my girl and but but really the first one was Lovers in Paris and it was like no turning back from there. I really like how they tell their stories, how they visually how visually appealing the dramas are and how visually appealing the actors are. <laughs> so that's uh, it's an entire package also, and especially also when you add the music in, it's just an entire masterpiece altogether. So that's that's me, and also the K dramas that I have seen also inspire some scenes in my books, mostly scandalized and Played by ear as well. So okay, so before we move on to the next question, I would like to remind everybody to please subscribe to our YouTube channel if you're watching on YouTube right now. Please subscribe. Please hit that bell button so that you'll get notified of our future streams. Don't miss any of our discussions, our fun stuff, and everything else in between. So, second question. Chi, Jay, how did K-drama influence the way you write your books or your stories or your characters?
2: start with Chi. I don't think K-drama influenced my books in a direct way in, like, in a way that I wrote about K dramas or something directly inspired by a K drama, but it's, it's more being inspired by the characters and the actors that play those characters. It usually ends up in my stories as character pegs where I base my, I base some of my, my characters' characteristics on how these actors played their roles and then these actors themselves. I also got a lot from how K dramas portray found families, with the, the portrayal of groups of friends and soft boys. K dramas very, K dramas are very good at portraying soft boys. I think they, they, it's, it's K dramas that influenced me into writing more soft boys and liking soft boys just in general. K dramas are also very inspiring in how they portray competence porn I love it when when both the leads or even the villains are really good at what they do. It's very interesting how how they write that and how they execute that in in their shows so i i, I though that influences me also in how I think when I'm writing these things, and most importantly, I think what k dramas taught me the most is the importance of the small kilig moments, the very little kilig moments. They're very good at that, you know, like the place lang ng kamay, (laughs) the the soft, uh, gentle brushes of the shoulders or small gestures.
3: If you're planning to produce your own podcast too, consider using Anchor to do it. The Romance Class Podcast is now distributed via Anchor to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many other places, and it's free. They also provide creation tools so you can record and edit your podcast on your phone or your device of choice. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Because
2: sometimes Sometimes some people assume that kilig has to be has to come from some grand gesture or something very overt, but K dramas are very good at making subtle moments very kilig, and I I take a lot from that when when I'm working on my own stuff personally. Yeah, that's me. Thanks, Chi. Now, Jay, let's
1: hear from you.
0: Chi and I actually became. K drama, watch bodies this, in the this Spanini. We kind of realize that we like pretty much the same things in terms of of K drama. So we, we enjoy the competence porn. We enjoy when the leads are really good at what they do, and the plot doesn't move them. It's if they are active participants in in the plot. It doesn't just happen to them. And uh, we also enjoy uh, the squads, which is also something that, that is very uh, the K-dramas are very, very good at creating and writing. So it's usually a bunch of misfits coming together, whether they are forced into this bond or they just organically become a uh, found family. And K-dramas are really, really good at that. So that's something that influences my writing. Uh, I mentioned this already also before in, in the Rockstar podcast episode that found, found families are really one of the things that influences me and K-dramas actually adds to that. So in general, yeah, that's how my my writing is influenced by K-dramas. Specifically, I I enjoyed What's Wrong with Secretary Kim. And Secretary Kim, when was that? 2018, 2017. I enjoyed the drama. I watched it many times. And uh, I may have written something because I loved it. And, uh, so the, the pegs from, for, for the, that book, which is unrevised. <laughs> it's, it's still in my drafts. It's actually Pak and Min Young. And just the, uh, the competence porn and just the, the visuals, not necessarily the story but just really enjoying the chemistry and the actors and how they they were portrayed in the in the K-drama. And the thing also with K-dramas, they're kind of like the K-pop, that they give you so much content. So you get the actual drama and then you also get the behind the scenes. So sometimes the behind the scenes is a different K-drama altogether, which is what, and I'm going to drag Chi here, Chi and I experienced, and we were watching The King, Eternal Monarch. So it's a very... It's a fantasy, romance, high, well, there were bits of angst and and violence and family things in the actual drama, but then the behind the scenes, is like this rom-com thing between the two leads, and that's what was also very inspiring, and yeah, I I may have written something also that's not yet done because of
1: that. Okay, I said it! (laughs) Thank you, Jay. So I'm, I'm just gonna put this up here. Chris said, the small moments make us feel that the grand gestures are earned. And that's very true. That's yeah, very true. Yeah. I, didn't, I, I didn't think of it that way, but yes.
0: <laughs> that's yeah. very true. That's
1: also one of the things that I really like about K-drama. They they really know how to build the tension between... If it's a, if it's a rom-com... Um, they really know how to build the tension between the two characters and make you feel like you're going to root for them until the end. You know, you want them to be happy together. Bridge said, "Yung holding, <laughs> yung holding hands na slow mo itabot na ng <laughs> So we we were talking about I mean, we have to drop healer at
0: this point. We were talking yes, about healer. healer. Yes, uh, we love the drama. It's not a romantic drama, <laughs> but it has the the romance line and the, the lines. Names. Did not know each other until oh, how many episodes down the road, and then that, that one scene they were not even sitting next to each other, and it, it ends with them holding hands, and they are not even in the same room because they were divided by a door. They can't and a wall. even see each other. It was just so amazing the way that was that was built.
1: Correct, yes. So, Healer. that Whoa. drama they, that we mentioned was Healer, starring Ji Chang-wok and Park min It's on Netflix if you want to check that out. If you haven't seen it yet, it's amazing. It's not a yes. rom-com. It's more of a suspense action. action. Yeah. action? It's yeah. a mishmash of everything. It, it has everything. But it's the best. So it's the best. Yeah. It has
2: great female leads. So
1: Yes. Okay, so next question. Have you ever written or planned to write a fix to something problematic that you have seen in a K-drama? Because, of course, we know that uh, as much as we love K-drama, they're not perfect. They sometimes have, you know, these problematic scenes or characters. Have you ever written or planned to write something like to to like debunk or like respond to that kind of thing, scene or whatever?
0: Our faces as if we did not
2: answer <laughs> these questions. <laughs> Mahita, even if there's an out if, even if we have notes, it's hard. <laughs> um, fix I don't think I've ever written something that direct what that was a direct response to something that I wanted to fix. But I guess I, I I'm very Hyper aware of not writing something that's like choosing, choosing pain for dramatic effect. You know, because they like that sometimes. They, where, where, uh, they, they put their leads through hard times and then they choose to leave because it's the best thing to do for the other person. But it's not, it's not the best. No, don't do that. So I try, I try. I try not. I I I'm very hyper aware of that, so I try not to incorporate any thing like that in in what I write. Uh, communication is key. Miscommunications that uh could have that that are not possible in in the age of cell phones and social media. Let's not do that. Uh, so I I I also try not to do that because it's something that really bothers me when i watch some when in the k dramas i used to watch but i think the biggest thing for me is i wish there was more explicit queer representation in k dramas what i mean by this is that it's not that it doesn't it, it's totally non-existent it's just that queer rep in k dramas tend to you know i i need something that's not a joke not an insult that that's not tragic or that's not queer baiting. So I I think that's also partly why I started. I, I decided to only write queer queer MCs. Starting with my last book, which was No Two Ways. Like if if I was to note some examples of things I don't want to do, maybe problematic queer rap in K dramas. There's there's a lot, but. I guess if you guys know there's this very tragic gay movie, No Regrets. It was terrible. It it's it, it was tragic. Pain, just all pain. And then I guess not K drama but music videos, which was the wish tree music video by Red Velvet. It was very not not explicit borderline clear-baiting, but it's also just pain, just pining. There's no clear H E A. There was explicit rep in another music video which was the music video for 159 cm by tenny but it was also tragic there was the first the first lesbian kiss though in in a k-drama happened in this in this coming of age drama called sonam girls high school detectives it was in the in episode 11 it was the first lesbian kiss in a in a k-drama but that whole storyline was also sad because there was bullying, uh forced outing and you know, we we can just, you know, have the first lesbian kiss in a K drama without all the pain. You know. So I I I I I wish K dramas had happier, more more explicit and not, not a joke. And in terms of joke, it comes up a lot like in top in management there was a dream sequence there where Eun Woo and So. They kind of implied that there was a thing, but it was just a dream sequence. Uh What else? There was... I think there's a busker... Busker BL now. Korean busker BL in Netflix, which is great. There was also a hint of a bisexual lead in the form of Nana in in The Good Wife. Uh, they showed her walking away from hooking up with a girl, but that was basically it. Uh There's also... There's, there's this mini web series on YouTube called The Boy Next Door, which was cute. It's Chew Shik and ki Yong, but it's not clear if they're actually, it, it was more of a comedy of them messing up and then people assuming that they're together. But yeah, uh, Ite One Class had, had a trans uh, character in the form of Iju Yong. I, I never watched Ite One Class, but I think the reviews were good. So I think. I just wish we had more of that, so I'm trying to incorporate more of that in 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 my writing. Yeah, then. I think I think that's it for me. Thank you, Chi.
1: I've seen um, ite one class, and I know what you're referring to. Yeah, Lee Jo Young's character yeah. there was a transgender woman. Yeah, trans woman. I think yeah I think pretty much they did a good represent- uh they did a good job of writing that character, although of yeah. course there's that kind of discrimination and the challenges mm. the struggles that that transgender women experience at the work at the workplace and you know in society in general but it was a very good it was a very good representation i think
3: Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. It's free. They provide tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or laptop or whatever device you're using. Anchor will distribute it for you. So like the Romance Class podcast, your podcast can be on Spotify, Apple Podcasts and many other places. Everything you need to make your podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started.
2: I
1: wish her. Character. I wish
2: I was happy. I was reading comments while while it was airing because I, I yeah like I said I never watched Itaewon Class but when I found out that Ido Young, who is also one of my favorite people, was yeah. playing a trans character, I was like wait. So I had to check. I checked the comments like what everyone was saying and so when when I checked most of it was positive. Like there were still there's still room for improvement, but most of it was positive and it was also in general just a big step in in K dramas that they had. Uh, a trans woman as a character in, in a mainstream and it, in, in big K-drop. taiwan class went big. So it, it yeah. was a big deal yeah. uh, that that character was in that k drama.
0: Yeah, that's and she, true. And she Car- had a, a good ending. She had a happy ending.
2: I know, I yes, heard. Yes, she did. She did.
0: <laughs> she did. she, she was had hungry. a happy ending. They were acknowledging it at the very least, which is not what we yes. really want right now. You want more than acknowledgement, right?
2: Yeah. yeah. Yes. So oh. Also, part. I'm. Can I just say another thing? I'm doing this for bridge. <laughs> I'm gonna say this part for bridge because uh another thing uh with K dramas that's a problem is th- there's usually it's not I don't know if it's queer baiting but there's usually like chemistry between two female <sighs> friends that they don't follow through. <laughs> which is frustrating. <laughs> like so uh, I'm going again I'm going to mention this for for bridge because like the, the K-drama run on did this where Su-young and seok had a very good chemistry and they even implied in the beginning that Su-young might be a lesbian but it was only to insult her and she only fought back because she wanted to one up the other person. So it was complicated but you know if you're going to give us chemistry please follow through <laughs> because we're us, us, us gays are, are parched so please just give us something <laughs> that's all I you bridge,
0: bridge in the comments is also talking about how Teol and
2: <laughs> Soryong are
0: is her ship in TKEM but that's really I think that's you bridge though because
1: <laughs> in the drama they're not
0: really they were not friends yeah but
1: yes Jella the character, Young's character in Itaewon class was a transgender woman so thank you, Chi. How about you, Jay? Let's hear your response.
0: Yeah, so it's mostly things that I also avoid. I don't like the wrist grabbing. I don't like the overtly alpha MC, uh, alpha lead that K-Dramas had, especially in the before times of, uh, what was that with the the Isungi ones? Uh, Shining Inheritance. I used to really love that, but I watched it again just was last year and it was really not good in terms of how toxic the male character is and that's actually yeah also one of the things also that I am more aware of is that uh, the K-drama's like the that, Tsundere that character or I suppose it translates to sungit for us so somebody, a male character who is cold and, and hard in terms of the front that he gives the world but he's an actual marshmallow Uh, there are are ways to do it that can lead to a toxic character and a toxic relationship with the female lead. And there are ways to do it right, wherein uh, the softness overflows and it's actually a good person, even with a tsundere front. So that's something that I I like uh, to write instead, uh, bearing away from the toxic male lead and just uh, make it tsundere but good a good man, a good character. I also learned to not write a love corner. I, traditionally, also known as the love triangle, but usually it's a girl that's liked by two guys. And I, I think people who watch Startup would have feelings about this. I, I have not watched it, and I now have no plans of watching it because of all your feelings. But yeah, sometimes it's done in such a way that you actually fall for the second male lead, and even in how it's written, you are led to that decision of falling to that male lead, and you struggle through the drama, fighting in your, or screaming at your screen why the girl is choosing this other guy, the, the main lead, when the second lead is actually the one who is a better choice, a better man, a better fit for for the female character. So, I try to avoid that now, having that love corner situation when I write. Uh, sometimes it also becomes a waste of a good male character because you relegate them to second male and maybe just write a different book for that person and not make them a second option that
2: is not chosen.
1: Thank you, Jay. So before I answer this question, I just want to say that this is the last question for (laughs) (laughs) this is the last question for this segment and also the episode. So, okay, so my answer to this is to this last question is just like Jay said, it has something to do with second leads because I have suffered from extreme second lead syndrome before. First with lovers in Paris, and then I guess in Memories of Bali, and then My Girl, My Girl, My Girl.
2: <laughs> yes.
1: So and then very recently, startup because you know the mentor. <laughs> anyway, so I have I have suffered that second lead syndrome a lot uh, with the with the old K dramas that I've uh, I've watched, and what I noticed back then was that the way the writers justify the main character getting together with the the main lead is to make the other character or the other lead bad or evil or i don't know something negative they 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 destroy this character's personality just to make sure that, that just to you know tell the the, the audience that this person, the other, the main lead is the better choice. And I really, really hated that. I just did not like how that was done all the time. I mean, not, not all dramas are like that, but during the time when I was starting to watch the K, uh, K dramas, that was like kind of the formula that they did for, for the, for the love triangles. So, and it, and it kind of is upsetting because when you start watching the drama, the second lead is not actually a bad person. They're actually really cool and caring and kind. And then all of a sudden, they destroy the person with like an upsetting secret, the secret evil side or something like that. That's how it happened with Lovers in Paris. And I was really upset because I really like Lidong Gun. <laughs> and then, yeah, so I, I carried that a lot. That, that thinking, I don't want my second lead if I, if I ever write a second, lead or a love triangle i don't want my second lead to be an evil person so that uh, appeared in waiting in the wings it's not a k-pop book but that's that's like my response to that that theme of making second leads evil so yeah that was like my most concrete example i guess for the problematic problematic characters in K-drama. okay I think we're done for, uh, for the K drama segment as well. So this is the end of the K pop and K drama podcast episode. Thank you so much, guys, for hanging out with us. That's <laughs> if we don't stop now, there's a lot more conversation that's going to, going to go on. But we can also always, you know, talk on Twitter or where else? Instagram? No, Twitter. Wait, <laughs> Twitter. Yes, on Twitter. So thank you so much. Classmates, thank you for hanging out with us. Thank you to our panelists Chi <laughs> <she>, Rodriguez, <your biggest. laughs> Denise May PCson, nice, yes. Jay Triya, Pat Briones, Six de los Reyes for joining us. Mina, do you have something to say? Yeah, so I just wanted to thank
4: the entire panel for <laughs> sharing your for sharing your expertise and and what you love about uh K pop and K drama. Just to, you know, I this was just like a lovely experience because i think uh that's what we're exploring in the podcast these tropes that we pick up from romance media that we like and it's showing up in our books and i think uh i think it's it's a great example of how what we what we like uh helps add to what we create and uh, It doesn't have to. It 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 makes the these things that we enjoy. um, It just enriches everything. So thank you so much for sharing. Thank you to everyone in the chat. It was so active, such an active chat, (laughs) and uh, so (laughs) thank you. Everyone was so sassy, and uh, and you had (laughs) and you had such great questions. Um, Definitely continue to uh, to interact with the authors here. I'll link to their books on Twitter. Uh, You can subscribe to the Romance Class channel here on YouTube. Uh, Go to killing.com slash YouTube. Hit subscribe and then the bell so you can be notified when we have future things. There will be future things. There's stuff happening. Definitely subscribe. We're also on, as a podcast, we're available everywhere that you are able to listen to a podcast. So please uh, subscribe to us there as well. Thank you, everyone.